when when you're looking at someone's life from the outside, whether you follow them on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or any of the social media sites, Twitter, whatever it is, I'm not going to promote any any platform. Mm-hmm. I'm not discriminate here. Um, it's a 2D representation of that person. Exactly. I just so I just came back from a conference in Colorado where I met someone that I I really really look up to and aspire to, and they were sitting they were talking about just how nervous they were to present and you know, questioning what they were going to say. And I just thought, here is this person that is an industry leader and they're expressing these things. And it just thought to me, no matter what in life, you're going to have uncertainties, you're going to have fears. And to think that success takes that away, it doesn't. You're still human. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm so excited that you are with me today. If you download this podcast, you are in for a treat. In life, we get so overwhelmed and bogged down by things. We've got so many things going on, so many hands and so many pots. We feel like an octopus almost. And so today I want to share with you a new person that I met. I'm really excited to chat with her about systems and processing and really just getting rid of that overwhelm and stress that happens when we're trying to do and be everything to everybody. Let me just read a little bit to you about who Miss Julie is so that you'll know what we're going to be diving into today. Julie is a well-being specialist who specializes in health promotion and change management. She has her MBA in change and leadership and MS in health, nutrition, and exercise science, and over 10 years of experience guiding leaders and learners from a state of overwhelm and procrastination into a state of action. She strives to build a world where all can thrive through her work as a consultant, public speaker, and facilitator. All of her information is down in the show notes. And so if this is something that you feel like you need, definitely grab that information down below. We will have all of her social contacts and every way to contact you, contact her that we can. So let's dive into today's podcast, shall we? I'm going to introduce you to Miss Julie. All right, guys, I promised you some goodness today, and I'm about to introduce her. Now, before I introduce her, let me just say I really did butcher her last name in that intro, so she has since corrected me, and her name is Julie Zaruba Fountain, and she is phenomenal. She's going to talk to us about systems and processing and just really getting ourselves straight and set up in this thing called life, because we were just, before we started this recording, talking about how life just be life in and it's okay. It's okay. We just have to accept it. All right, everybody, put your hands together. Make sure you have your drinks next to you because we're about to get into this. Julie Zaruba Fountain, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Andrea. It's great to be here. 
I met Julie via a social media platform inside one of the groups. And just let me just say, if you are not active in groups, you are missing out because I have I have met some of the most amazing people, Julie being one, and they just really do help you grow. They help with insight. They're they're great people to, you know, throw things around with. And so that's what we're going to be doing on the podcast today, Julie. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, but I'm really most excited for the conversation because you are really cool. Let's dive in. So I gave everybody a little insight into who you were with the intro. Tell us a little bit something that's not in the intro that people might be surprised by. So what isn't in the intro is my love of the outdoors. So I live in Duluth, Minnesota. And as we're recording this podcast, I'm not sure when it will be published, but as we're recording it, it's uh, April 6th and there are 30 inches of snow on the ground <gasps> right now in Duluth, oh. Minnesota. And I, the reason why I live here, it's my chosen home. That may be hard to believe, but it's my chosen home. And I, I love it because of the outdoors. And right now there's a little bit of snow, which is a little unusual, but I do love the snow. I try to be outside as much as possible. The snow will melt, um, but it is, it is something that kind of challenges me in unique ways that are outside of my, my challenges that I face in my work life. So being on the elements is something that can push you to be creative and, in ways that you don't normally think about. So That's I enjoy true. getting out on the biking and hiking trails. Right now, it's snowshoeing and skiing. Hard to believe April uh, down here is snowshoeing and skiing. And since I work remotely, I even get to set up my office outside at times, depending on the weather. So it's nice to be able to work outside That's on the deck. Cool. It, it is fun. And um my other thing that you might not know about me is that I have a goal of visiting as many national parks as I can. And so far I've been to 27. So oh, wow. each, um, each summer, my husband and I try to get to a park or two if possible. That is really interesting. You are the total polar opposite of me. I do not like being, <laughs> that's not true. I love being on beaches, but I don't like being like where a bear can get me or a snake can bite me or a mountain lion can jump on me. I just feel like that's their home. And as much as I don't want them in my house, I don't want to be in there. <laughs> so it's important for us to know the people that we're listening to on the podcast, because we can really relate to them on so many other levels. And if we understand where they're coming from, maybe their perspective on the topic will resonate even better because they're like, oh, this person really understands me. So her answer is going to be great. So that's why I like to ask that question if anybody ever wondered if they're listening to this. So let's move on and get into some of this juiciness that you're going to share with us. And let's move on to some of the questions. Like I said to you, I'm a rabbit hole girl. So if we get down one, we're just not going to stress out about it. Okay. All right. So what do you think are some of the most common misconceptions related to productivity? The immediate thought is, and this is a struggle that I have a struggle that you might relate to is thinking that we can do it all. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hi, my name is Andrea. And I think that my list of 30,000 things on a Monday is great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So this, um, there is a quote that I heard Michelle Obama say one time that you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. 
And I really believe that this is true. I really mm. believe there are different seasons of our life where it is more realistic to take on certain projects and set certain goals. And there are certain seasons, certain seasons of life where you'll need to let go some of those projects and some of those goals. And mm -hmm. it's finding harmony amongst all of those responsibilities that can really amp up your productivity. So recognizing your own limits, which is very challenging, mm -hmm. I admit, that is a challenge that I have. And it sounds like <laughs> you can relate to that. And recognizing you're much better off if you refine your list of things, maybe even make a not to do list. So that is something that I often recommend for people mm. making a not to do list of things that you won't do to yourself. One thing being setting unrealistic expectations and mm. recognizing what that means. Um, because that will slow down your productivity in the end is not going to be helpful if you rush through tasks in order to get them done just to get them done instead of being really uh, intentional about things that connect to your overall goals, your overall sense of meaning, purpose. There are things that we probably need to do throughout life that may not, you may not feel connects that much to your purpose, but you can always find a little way, like even, even doing the dishes, you're cleaning your plates and spoons and knives so that you can have a healthy household. Mm -hmm. And that connects to maybe the person that you want to be. So thinking about it in that way, when you're thinking about how am I going to be most productive? And you might think some tasks take away from that, but really everything can contribute to that overall goal and sense of meaning. Um, it's just really making sure you refine what that looks like. So think, don't tell yourself that you can do it all and then reflect on the things that are most important and prioritize those. I love that advice. And when you were talking, what, what I thought of is so often you hear people say, at least in the marketing world, um, done is better than perfect. And that is a true statement, but I think people are confusing it with rushing through and just trying to get as many things done. Like, like I can, I can shortchange this activity because it's, it doesn't have to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. But what you're saying is no, it's okay. Done is better than perfect, but you still have to be intentional about the things that you get done. You can't rush through them. You have to be very mindful of how it is tethered to your goal so that the mm -hmm. task at hand, you give it the, the appropriate amount of time, you know, and you're not just rushing through it. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think when people share that done is better than perfect is for people maybe similar to myself, that I'm a recovering perfectionist <laughs> and I could stare at something for a very long time and a reasonably long amount of time in the past. <laughs> I have, I have moved on and I am in recovery, but I think it's for those, those people that, right just like have that every, perfection overanalyze yeah. everything and mm -hmm. overthink and mm -hmm. rework and rework and rework. And there comes a point where you need to stop reworking and yeah. you need to just it's submit just the draft. Yeah, just get it out there. <laughs> so I think it's not referring to, I would say the average person that spends a reasonable amount of time on things. Mm -hmm, <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's for that select group of people that now it's taken, it's taken to a more general audience and and to your point, rushing just causes stress. You're just going to feel that stress. And every little thing 
that goes wrong will build up on that stress because you rush, you tend to make maybe a little bit more mistakes. Yes, for sure. For sure. And then that you're you're rushing around now even more because you have this long to-do list that you're never going to get to that gets more complicated because now you have to put on fix the mistakes mm-hmm. on the to-do list mm-hmm. that weren't there originally. So really it's not just about your productivity. Like you need to reduce the list yes. so that you can be more productive because you'll have less, you'll feel less rushed and yeah. stressed. Right. One of the things that happened to me last year, which I think is 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 to this point is the idea of intentional productivity and the fact that in my mind, my thing, I, I would hear, and it was a badge of honor for me. Wow. She gets so much done. How do you get all that stuff done? Like, gosh, how are you doing all these things? Do you have like someone helping you? And I would wear that as a badge of honor that I could get so many things done. And people were just like in awe of how much I could get done. Well, at the beginning of this year or at the end of last year, when I looked back at the goals that I had set for myself for that year, what I realized was I was productive, but doing the wrong stuff. I wasn't doing the things. And so this year, what I loved about what you said is the idea of being intentional about tethering your actions to those goals, because otherwise productivity is not really productivity. It's just, you just did a bunch of stuff. You were not productive towards the things that you really wanted to be productive to. So yeah, 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 the whole idea of done is better than perfect is definitely for the perfectionist. But for those of you who are out there thinking, you know, you can just rush through things um, and you're not intentional with your actions, that is what Julie is saying we don't need to do. We we That is a misconception, right? <laughs> that, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to be intentional with our actions towards our goals. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And I think when you bring up, this is so with Empower Possible My Business and the three empowerments is a part of the process that I work through with groups and individuals. And the first empowerment is the self. So when you goal set, you can have these, a lot of goals, um, but really you can only have one priority. Mm-hmm. So something um, for those of you that are interested in the history of words, um, priority used to be singular, but now we say priorities, but it never was the word when it was originally created was meant to be singular, not plural. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good reminder to ourselves. And now sometimes it's, it really, I'm not saying you can't have th- more than one thing that's important to you, but at one time you have to have a priority. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find that harmony mm-hmm. of in this moment, this is my priority. And then it shifts to something else. Right. And where a lot of the stress comes from and a lot of this disconnect and burnout is from trying to multitask, which is impossible, and trying to have so many priorities on your plate and trying to give 110% to everything, which doesn't doesn't work. Exactly. It doesn't work. Um, And I am working through, this is my first year doing um, create what matters power sheets. Have you, I'm sure you've heard of the power sheets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first started, and this is not like, I'm not trying to like sell it or anything, but it was, it was very um, transformational for me. Um, The idea of setting goals. Well, first of all, let me back up. 
you said something about like the first pillar of your empower um, empower program is self. And I, and I, and I start there as well when I'm coaching people. And it's funny how, when I go through the process with them, they're like, wait a minute, I didn't know I was going to have a therapy session. Like, where did this come from? But it is true. You do have to consider who you are and how you want to show up in this world. Because when I was, and and that was never so um, like in my face. And when I was doing these power sheets, because you think you sit down and you write, oh, this is what I want to do for the year. This is what I do for the year. These are my goals for the year. But it's so much more involved when you are in oh, yeah. tune with like the number one priority. Like if your number one priority is to live your best life or live your dream life, then everything has to be tethered to that. No matter where mm-hmm. you group it, you know, everything has to be. And through the process of creating these um, goals for my year, it was, it was, a lot of, it was a lot more involved is what I'm going to say. And so the point of me telling that story is like you said, it starts with you. It doesn't start outside of you. It doesn't start with what you see someone else having and you saying, you want that for yourself. Now, how can I go get it? That is not how we should approach setting goals for ourselves. And I think that as we get more into this interview, I think the things that you say about systems and processing and really showing up for those things is going to come back to this moment in this in this interview where you're like, well, I can't come up with any of that stuff until I know who I am and what I'm trying to do with my life, you know? And so I just, I just want us to remember, like bookmark this moment in the podcast because you're going to come back and think about this again. Don't you think that that's true? Like, for years, we've been told, you know, to do a vision board at the beginning of the year, and we're going to set our goals, and we're going to do our resolutions, and it's just been so, for lack of a better term, willy-nilly, you know, this is kind of like, it's really not a list of intentional goals, it's a list of wants. Right, right. and that that's why I started my business, Empower Possible, is because I saw those mistakes happening over and over and over, and I didn't want to be part of that industry. I'm, I'm part of that industry because I'm in health promotion and well-being and behavior change and change management. So I am part of the industry, but I wanted to take a holistic approach to that. And what that means is looking at the self first. You can't, in my mind, you're not going to be successful long-term, however you define success, if you first don't understand what success means to you. Because like you said, if you look at someone else's success, then maybe that is very satisfying to them. But is that going to be satisfying to you? You don't know unless you look at yourself. It could be, but it might not be because you have a different life history. You have different experiences. You have different... and it won't be other people in your life. Right. Right. It, it won't, won't be, be sustainable. sustainable. Like, and yeah. I, like I say it all the time, we are like a snowflake. We're like a fingerprint and we are the sum of our influence, our experience, our perspective and our passion. And no one has the exact same combination as we do. And so where you might see someone else as an inspiration and you want what they have, you love the the success that they, that you see them having, you can't attain, obtain, how do you say that word? You can't, you can't get that for yourself in long-term because you don't know their experience, what's fueling them, what's motivating them to keep going. And if you don't have those same things, 
none of the systems that you create or the processes that you create based on what they're doing are going to be sustainable because you don't understand the foundation of those things. And so again, girl, we could go on this, this, this whole, we could park it here and we cannot, Julie, stop. I told you we'll get down a rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I so do yes. have one more thing though, that I want to say about sure, that. Sure, 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 sure. When, when you're looking at someone's life from the outside, whether you follow them on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or any of the social media sites, Twitter, whatever it is, I'm not going to promote any, any platform. Mm-hmm. I'm not discriminate here. Um, it's a 2d representation of that person. Exactly. I just, so I just came back from a conference in Colorado where I met someone that I, I really, really look up to and aspire to. And they were sitting, they were talking about just how nervous they were to present and, you know, questioning what they were going to say. And I just thought, here is this person that is an industry leader and they're expressing these things. And it just thought to me, no matter what in life, you're going to have uncertainties, you're going to have fears. And to think, that success takes that away it doesn't you're still human you're still going to be human no matter what you're doing so I think it's a good reminder when you set goals that's another reason why to be careful of setting goals based on someone else's life is because you you don't see the 360 of their life Mm -hmm. you see Mm -hmm. what they want to present in that moment that is so true that is so very true um, we, like I said, we could park here because I mean, I can, I'm in my head, I've got stuff going on, on, but I'm going to move on to the next question so that yeah. we can get through it. Okay. So what is the relationship do you think between unmet goals and the systems and processes that we are going to kind of talk through or think about, um, in this podcast interview? Well, uh, we have the dimensions of well-being that are a wheel mm-hmm. and each slice of the pie. So Mm-hmm. With your love of math, there's vectors and <laughs> the little pieces of the pie. But if it doesn't, if your physical, um, emotional, mental, social, financial, occupational, intellectual, if all of those pieces of the pie are all over the place and it's really, really jagged, your circle is not going to move very smoothly. Mm-hmm. And so it it is well-being is that, and that's what I, I, I try to do through my work with people is guide through that holistic approach of well-being because. You could have your occupational well-being being off the charts, but if your social and intellectual and mental well-being is really, really low, that wheel is going to have a hard time turning. Yeah. You've got cattywampus wheels happening and you can't get, you can't accomplish what it is you're trying to, don't you just love my references to cattywampus? I do. I I love that. (laughs) Okay. So when we're thinking about this, how much of who we are contributes to our ability to set and achieve the goals in the first place. We just talked about like, we really need to know who you are, but I want us to start quantifying that and saying like, how much is this really, how important is this really to us being able to not only set the goals, but to achieve the goals? So there's two ways to look at it. Um, If you want to be happy once you reach your goals, I would say a hundred percent. So if your goal is happiness and my definition of happiness is the feeling you have when you're reaching your full potential. Mm. So that's my definition of happiness. So the feeling you have when you reach your full potential, I'm, I just want to say that again. So that, so it's happiness. The feeling you have when you reach your full potential, a hundred percent of who you are makes a difference because we're all going to have our tendencies and our fallbacks. Like I tend to be someone that once I have an obligation either to myself or to someone else, like I, 
will fulfill that obligation. I'm right there with you. If I tell myself I'm going to run, I am going to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's my tendency. Now, sometimes that works out for me. And sometimes I need to remind myself, okay, that tendency is showing up in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. And you need to adapt and be fle- be more flexible because I can be really rigid and disciplined. Um, but maybe your tendency is once someone tells you to, to do something, you want to actually do the exact opposite, even if it is something that you want to do. So if that's your tendency, then you need to set up, set yourself up so that whatever your goals are, are more tied to who you are and your identity. And some, some of this is informed by Gretchen Rubin's work. She, mm-hmm. she does the work of, of the four tendencies. So upholders, um, which is what I am. There's the rebel. There's the obliger who, if someone tells you to do something, then it becomes your priority, even if it's mm-hmm. not your priority. So you just have to watch out for some of those tendencies. And because that's going to ultimately affect your chance of success. And again, success needs to be defined by you and you yes. alone. What we said at the beginning of this podcast is really knowing yourself. I eat everybody, um, fun fact, everybody, you know, take away you are what you need <laughs> to get together for systems, processes, goal setting, and achieving your goals. Okay. You are the yeah. thing. Julie's not going to be able to give you like a, a, a framework or a, a strategy for you to know you. You need to know you. And then yeah. Julie and I can help you with creating these systems and processes, really using who you are and leveraging it to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. But are you questioning why you keep coming up short on your quest for success? Are there mental blocks that are keeping you from realizing your vision? Well, elementary, my dear Watson, all you need is a blueprint. The Search for Success Challenge offers clues, five very important clues that ultimately create the blueprint you need to help you construct the perfect success strategy that will have you achieving your goals and living your best life. Search for your blueprint so that you can use it to have a life you've always dreamed of. You can do this. Come on, Watson. Register with the link in the show notes and let's get started. Established what we mean by systems and what we mean by processes. So can you kind of go through that with us briefly so that the listeners can, can like we've talked a lot about us being a major part of <laughs> the goal setting and the systems right. and how you achieve these goals. But let's just, let's just kind of wipe the slate clean and say, okay, this is what we mean by systems and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways to, to look at systems and the systems that I talk about in my three empowerments is a little bit different than the systems that we're talking about because there's mm-hmm. like high level society level systems that that come into play and influence our behaviors. But the systems that we're talking about are more like action plans mm-hmm. and how things are achieved. So that's why we're talking about goals so much. So a system would be um, your your list of be- behaviors that come into play into making mm-hmm. it achieving a certain goal. A system might be a decision-making model that you utilize Mm -hmm. that's put into the action plan when you need to make a decision related Mm -hmm. to your goal. A system might be how you're going to take a few minutes break, organize your calendar. So those are all parts of achieving that goal and of operating that system in your day-to-day life of the work life harmony Mm -hmm. that comes into play. 
And the reason that I wanted to just differentiate that from what we, what you are talking about in your system is because in my opinion, and you tell me if you disagree, but I think the fundamental idea of systems needs to be understood because when we are creating our personal system, what, what, um, how we're going to walk around in this world, the foundational systems still apply because we are still Absolutely. We're doing these things for ourselves. So mm-hmm. you can't really understand. And I think the personal, like, I want you to tell us about your Empower program and the systems mm-hmm. that you specifically talk about. Mm-hmm. But what I what I really wanted people to hear was the stuff, like, how can I put this? Like, the worldly view of systems mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. is something that we are so familiar with because we work, maybe we, you know, we have a job or we have a mm-hmm. system for mm-hmm. the way we run our home, or mm-hmm. we have a system for the way we discipline our children. Those mm-hmm. are systems. I get that. But we're talking about applying that process of creating systems. Yes. It's more personal. It's not worldly. Mm-hmm. It's personal. Mm-hmm. And in order for the systems that you create in the world to really serve you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just stop me if I'm getting it wrong. But the the way that in order for the systems in the world to really serve you, you've got to understand what's going on internally, personally. Mm-hmm. And you have to set up the, the I call it a foundation. Mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, I talk about the framework, which becomes the lens that we look at the outside, the worldly systems through um, in order for us to live our best life. Right. Did I do it? Did I do anything? Did I? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I, all of us already have systems, mm-hmm. but some, a lot of times it's just, well, why did you do that? Oh, I guess I don't, I don't know why right. I just it's- did that. It is the system that already, that just happens. And so what the conversation we're having today is how to be intentional in setting up those systems. And you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. Um, Some of what you're talking about of the worldly system. So there's, there's certain like determinants of health and well-being. So determine like your, your education level, your environment, um, access to fresh food, all of those things are going to impact your individual system. Um, But what I'm talking about is the things that you have control over mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. system, because there are a lot of things that you want to have control over, but you don't. And it's how you respond to that. It's part mm-hmm. of your system, how right. you show up and react because you're the only person that you can control. So I, I, I that brings me to, I want to know more about your Empower program. Let's talk about that. And um, like I said, I'll have to have you on. We said, guys, if you, <laughs> I've already told her that I'm not going to get through all these questions because I'm one of those that, you know, I'm, I get down in the weeds. Um, so, but before you tell me about your program, I have one question. Well, I'll ask that later. Tell me about, tell me about your Empower program. So Empower Possible, it all, it started when I was in a point of transition in my life. It started for two reasons. I was in a toxic work environment and I needed to change. I needed a change in my life and I had been looking for, for jobs and there wasn't a good fit for me out in the working world. And so I thought I'm going to, I'm going to make the job that I want to have. And then the same month that I started my business, 
actually was offered a job as a well-being specialist. <laughs> and so I ended up taking that job and I and I kept the business, but um, also focus on on the other job that I have. And then the other reason why I started Empower Possible was because we would have consultants come into our organization, share a bunch of information, and then nothing would really change. And I started to think like, why isn't that happening? And I have a an MBA in leadership and change. And I started applying some of those theories and the foundations of that and tying in my, I have a master's in health degree in, in nutrition and tying in some of the principles of health promotion mm. and discovered like, I think I know why it's not working. It's not working because it's not taking into account the self or they would do a really good job of looking at the self, but then they wouldn't take into account the social or they mm-hmm. do a really good job with the self and social, but then they wouldn't take into account the systems. Mm-hmm. And I thought if you do all three, talk about those gears, those gears start mm-hmm. turning mm-hmm. and it is tough work. It is tough work <laughs> to look at yourself first of all because sometimes really you know we all have like I talk my discipline allows me to achieve my goals but it also sometimes I'm a, come off as a little rigid to people uh because of that tendency to push through mm-hmm. so in each of us have these shadow sides and so that can be really uncomfortable same with our social when we look at our social networks like it's hard to look at relationships and say what's empowering me who is empowering me? Who am I letting into my space? And how are they contributing to my well-being? And how do I contribute to their well-being? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just clash with folks and that can mm-hmm. be hard. And then looking at systems, <laughs> there are a lot of systems in this world that, that that work against certain folks and don't empower them and are actually set up intentionally to mm-hmm. repress mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And so that can be really challenging too. So it is tough work to go through those three empowerments. And in the end, when you get through it, it can lead, it will lead to empowerment because you're able to break through those barriers. So mm-hmm. the empower possible is all about breaking through those barriers to change and evolving through points of transition and change in our lives and towards well-being. I love it. I love it. And I'm sure guys, um, she has some goodness for you. I We're going to have everything in the show notes. So just calm down, everybody calm down. I can, I can hear you shuffling around trying to find paper in case she spews out websites and information. It will be in the show notes. I promise you can just sit and sip on whatever you're sipping on and continue (laughs) listening to the podcast. Okay. Everybody calm down. (laughs) Okay. Um, Before we close out, I do have um, another question. You know that the name of this podcast is the CEO Mindset Podcast, and we're talking about constantly evolving and being open to failing forward. Now, I want to know, how do you constantly evolve? I also want to know, how have you failed forward? And what lessons did you learn from that failure? Yeah, I love this question uh, because I think evolving is vital to our happiness and not getting stuck in a certain paradigm because that the world is constantly changing. And mm-hmm. so how I how I do that is I keep learning. I mentioned I was at a conference. I was just at a conference for for four days of just learning about new material and new methods and. Um, I stay curious. I'm naturally a very curious person. So I just, I don't let other people dampen my curiosity and it's okay (laughs) to ask questions. (laughs) 
Yeah. So um, the other way that I evolve is by I, getting involved in my community around causes that I care about, because sometimes That's it means awesome. I am put into really, really challenging situations, challenging conversations. And it's through that, that I, that I really grow and am pushed to yes. really look at myself and how I'm contributing or not contributing to, to my community. And I would say when I've, when I failed forward, um, I felt at first when I left my organization that I had been at for a decade, that it was a failure because I had certain goals in that organization that I didn't reach. Um, and it was the systems in place of the organization that were the cause of that. But I, I blamed myself, Mm -hmm. um, even though it wasn't me, it Mm -hmm. was the organization and the systems that were oppressive. And so I failed forward by getting, um, starting my business and then by starting a new, a new at a different organization. And then once I was in that organization, um, really setting clear boundaries for myself and recognizing Mm. the limits of what it is that an organization is supposed to provide for me and knowing that it doesn't have to be my identity, that you can have multiple identities. And I had to quote unquote fail in my mind to, to be able to break through and have that realization. That's amazing. And the thing too, I love this question. I came up with this question because I was doing an interview with, um, some musicians and they said, I asked them a question about failure and they said, well, failure is not a bad thing because it's your first attempt in learning. And I thought, and so that's where the failing forward came from. And as entrepreneurs, as women, as just people who are trying to achieve a certain thing in life, ever that it's important for us to know that other people do it. Other people quote unquote fail. But the idea is, is it's not a failure. It's a learning opportunity. I mm-hmm. always say that the things that the failures fuel or the failures inform the next attempt. So you're not, it's not really a failure. It's like, oh, okay. Check off. That didn't work. Okay. Next time this we'll try, we'll tweak it and we'll do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's about. And hearing other people, like yourself and other people that I've interviewed who are successful in what they do, who are living the life that they are trying, that they're working so hard to live Mm. are great examples to people who feel like they're on an Island and just not able to get it right. And they are tired of trying and trying. So just know that we all Mm. are on our first attempt at learning, or we're like, we just stepped up a next step on the ladder towards the success that we're looking for. So I just really value that, um, the answers mm-hmm. that people are giving. I really do appreciate that. All right. Well, I am just so grateful that you are here on the podcast with me, and I cannot wait for this to launch. You know that we are having a series of amazing women just like yourself for the launch of my product, Project CEO, and I'm really excited for that to come out, but I will make sure that all of your information is in the show notes because all of the information you shared today is just a tip of the iceberg of what you have to share. And I want to make sure that if they are wanting it, they can get it. So 
sure it's down there. Guys, if you have been listening to this podcast, that means you are really interested in constantly evolving and being open to failing and failing forward. Julie has given us a fantastic idea of what that can look like and why it doesn't have to be a negative thing. She's also shared with us why systems are so important in yourself personally, not what's going on in the world, but in order for that to really work out for you, those things in the world, you really have to have yourself together and know what it is you need to do and be your best. So she's talked to us about that. And I want you to join us over on my YouTube channel because Julie has got some more goodness that she's going to share with us. And I don't want you to miss it. So thank you, Julie, for being on the podcast. Thank you all for listening. And we'll be back again next week. Bye, guys. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, Concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the Be You Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.